That's right, it's episode 269. Oh. Happy Valentine's Day! Yeah, get some! <laughs> get some chocolate, some steak. Steak? <laughs> I don't know, that's like next Friday or something, isn't it? Like steak and blowjob? Isn't that what they call I it? I have no idea. you never heard of that before? Yes, <laughs> I've heard of it. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> anyway, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Of course, this is your favorite holiday, uh, you know, fuck Halloween. Nobody loves that in the horror community. It's Valentine's Day. That's the real horror show. I mean, how many relationships have we been in that have failed? There's probably some of you listening now that are just fucking hating Valentine's Day. And I'm with you, brothers. I'm with you, sisters. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Fuck Valentine's Day. I'm not a big fan. Never have been. It's not a Monday. Sounds like someone's got a bad case oh of the God. Mondays, huh? Just ever, <laughs> never-ending movie quotes here. Hey, of course, that's what I, my my sensei was the television, okay? <laughs> you know, I learned a couple of things from my parents, and then the television taught me everything I needed to know. I mean, there's not a damn thing that the television ever says wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least maybe back in the 80s you know they well, would tell that's kids that's what you, now it's the internet right know? well now it's uncontrollable for us when we were kids it was television it's, the internet is Pandora's box opened reawakened right. you know don't sit too close to the TV it'll rot your brain or whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> now it's like internet's everywhere and you can't escape it all yeah. the time somebody should do, they need to do like a techno fear sort of like horror movie where like people are scared of electronics and shit Someone needs to create one that's not cheesy. Isn't like, that like an Amish horror? <laughs> no, like Cronenberg needs to come back and do some of his good shit and like really fucking hammer that shit home. You know what I mean? Like I really feel like because he's like really good at that kind of stuff, like creating this fear and then creating this like crazy fucking story around it. He's got a new movie coming out, which I'm excited about. Uh, I guess his son got him the bug to, to get out there and make a movie again, mm-hmm. you know, because his son's been doing really good. Uh, he's, you know, not too far off the, you know, Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, the weird fucking Cronenberg tree that he has. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, guys, happy Valentine's day. If you're not with somebody, it's all good. We're here for you. And, uh, I just want you to know, I love you. Okay. Christina. Hi. <laughs> say it. Can I have some candy? Ha- say it. Cause Valentine's day. Tell them candy. you love happy them. Happy Valentine's day. Thanks for listening. I love you. Say that. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, give him a hug. Give him, go give him a piece of candy, Christina. Smooches. 
I want candy. Give me candy. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, she's like, oh, I bought this candy for the picture for the horror shots. And I was like, oh, cool. So we won't open it. I go out two minutes later from washing my hands. And she's already opened the box and eaten four pieces. I'm addicted. I, I can tell. Okay. Why we can't like have it in the house ever. I will eat it all. It, I know. It can't be any I, I like, ever. you know, I'll take my little bites here and there. And no, no, Christina, she's like wolfing it down. Like I was raised in a household with a lot of siblings. So uh, if you didn't get it, it was gone. And that is still in my, well, brain. I at least fill the seat of at least two siblings. Right? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm big enough, right? <laughs> Oh, you think that's fucking funny, huh? <laughs> you made the joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, guys, so hope you got your Valentines out there. I know we got hundreds of them, you know, just waiting for our mailbox to pop up on Monday because all you wonderful people out there who sent us Valentine's Day. And if you didn't, well, you, you're you going to want to watch this X-Ray movie. <laughs> <laughs> we got two movies we're going to be talking about today. X-Ray from 1981. And warm bodies from 2013. Yeah, it's and empty gap. conversations. That's my phrase. Ah, I, I used it last week, but I haven't thought about it in a long time. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. It's where you have a explain, please. Okay, so you have a relationship with somebody where you don't really have like deep talks or like laughs and jokes like me and you do when we lay out in bed. Oh, you mean when you start ranting and I'm just ignoring you? Yeah, it's when you're with. <laughs> It's when you're with somebody who doesn't give a fuck about anything that you say. And literally all it is is just a warm body with empty conversations. And those are the worst kind of relationships. Oh, that's what I dream of. <laughs> that's also a lot of people's marriages, too. So, <laughs> Good morning, Sue. Good morning, Bob. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Um, uh, we're going to be uh, drinking throughout the show. I got a Bud Light Chilata. It's a Clamato original drink. And I have Jim Bean Vanilla with seltzer water. Oh, we haven't done a really, like, a, a drinking show in a long time, really. But I can't, me and Patrick used to drink these Bud Light Chiladas all the time. Yeah, I remember. And we really, we really liked it. It was just, like, it's like a summer thing that you do out here, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's not summer, but whatever. Anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horror shots! All right, guys, so this is a weird <laughs> shot, but it really makes me laugh because this x-ray movie really fucking blew my mind. Like, I, I, I seriously... It really is pretty good. It's pretty crazy. Like, I, I've i seen it, I think. I don't remember. I, I wasn't very fond of it, but this was the sort of the, the stars, the moon, and the, you know, Saturn was in its right, you know, whatever. <laughs> aligned? It was aligned with something, and it made me fucking enjoy this movie uh, infinitely. Spoiler alert. But there was a scene in this movie that was just so fucking ridiculous. This guy's <laughs> eating a fucking hamburger in, in an, an elevator, elevator. And he's like, all of a sudden, it's like this movie just wants you to believe that there's blood and kill and death and everybody's a fucking suspect. And and he keeps spilling his hamburger on this girl's shoes. And you think it's blood at first, but it's just his hamburger. And when you look at the guy, when they finally show him, he's got a fistful <laughs> of ketchup. <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, like, who uses that much ketchup? Like, <laughs> and why the fuck would you wipe it off, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> Do they serve hamburgers in the in the hospital? I have, I guess, in that hospital. I guess. Anyway, 
So we're calling this shot a fistful of ketchup. <laughs> and no, there's no ketchup in the shot. We wanted to be classy about this. Right. One. But there's tomato juice. Yeah, there's tomato there's, juice. There's spicy. It's spicy V8, a half and then a half of vodka. And then Do you want to say it again? And then a half of vodka? And then a half of vodka. So half spicy V8 and half vodka and... And then I put a, a, a lemon on there for you could squeeze. You can put a little you drop put a of little, lemon little there. a little lemon in there. Okay. A little fancy lemon slice nice. on our, our mini martini shot. To the weird glasses. guy in the elevator? I, just full of ketchup. Good luck with that. All right, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you got to squeeze your lemon. Yep. That's good. That's good. <sighs> Refreshing. Yeah, it doesn't have to be original. We just wanted to do something that would be sort of ketchup y, I guess. Yeah, it has tomatoes. Ketchup has tomatoes. Right. But it's mostly like soy gum. What is it? Like high fructose corn syrup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tastes not delicious, though. They actually, they switched that out with like a sucrose. Yeah, that's what I was wondering what it is. Which also isn't good for you, but whatever. It's America, goddammit. it. Anyway. Anyway, guys, (laughs) if you would like to try a fistful of ketchup, all you have to do is get a bottle of ketchup. No, I'm just kidding. All you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. Well, that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now let's jump into our Valentine's Day flesh and potatoes of X-Ray from 1981 and Warm Bodies from 2013. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, Christina, do the thing you do. Divorcee Susan Jeremy goes to a local Los Angeles County hospital for a routine exam and finds herself stranded there while a maniac dressed in doctor's surgical mask and clothing goes around killing all the staff that are associated with her. Could it possibly be the Psycho Herald who killed a best friend of Susan's on Valentine's Day 19 years earlier? Yeah, it might be. Spoiler alert. (laughs) All right. The tagline for this movie. There's no recovery at hospital massacre. Which is the U.S. title, by the way. Hospital massacre. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a better name, I think. Yeah, I like X-Ray. X-Ray works, too. Okay. This was written and directed by Bose Davidson. He did a movie called uh, Lemon Popsicle in the 70s. He also did The Last American Virgin and Looking for Lola. Okay. The screenplay was by Mark Bem. Bem? 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 Yeah, sure. Bem, remember? Uh, he did a movie called Charade from 1963. Help? You know that movie the Beatles did? I need somebody. Yeah, he wrote that movie. Okay. And he did The Blonde from Perking. Not just anybody. Okay, stop. (laughs) This movie stars Barbie Benton. She plays Susan. She was on Hee Haw for a couple years. 
which we oddly remembered for some reason when we were kids. Yeah. Like, really kids? Like, like young kids when they had, like, air yeah. reruns and shit? Which now I'm like, why did they let it? Why was it on the air? I don't even remember liking the show. Yeah, I don't even. It was like a, a, a musical. It was like, just a silly fucking, yeah. It was not silly. Actually, now that I think about it, it's kind of problematic. Oh, <laughs> it maybe. Went, you know? Were anyway. they, like, fucking their sisters and shit like that? Or? Well, they, well, they had Confederate flags because it was uh, based in the South and, um, like, a bunch of. Well, you got the, uh, what is it? The, stuff. um. Just the good old boys. Oh, what was that called? I fuck um, it. My brain oh is my farting. God, I, I know. can't even think either. But the Dukes Jay-Z, of Hazard. Oh, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. yeah. All right. She was also in Fantasy Island and uh, The Love Boat. She was also, before this movie, she was Hugh Hefner's like first girlfriend. One of. Yeah. For 10 years. She was a, a Playboy centerfold for a, a number of times. They broke up. They broke up a couple of years before this movie was filmed because she wanted to like get married and have kids. And Hugh Hefner said, "Well, one of the biggest regrets of my life is that he didn't marry her." Uh, you know? like, oh, okay. Didn't he say that about everybody? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But he still had kids. He still got married and had kids, and right? Stuff, but okay. you know, got divorced and everything. This movie also stars Charles Lu- Lucia, 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 Charles Lucia, who plays Harry. He was in Society. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hand that rocks the cradle, and he was in Tank Girl. Huh, okay. Yeah. John Van Nees, who plays Jack, was in Taurus Trap, and he was in Alligator 2, the mutation. mutation. He's in Muration. Yeah, I spelled that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Also starring John Warner Williams, who plays Dr. Saxton. He was in The Incredible Hulk. The TV series or whatever? No, the movie from 1977. Uh, It was a TV movie, though, I think. Oh, it probably was. Yeah. I just thought it was a movie. He was also a Black Magic Woman. Black and Magic Woman. He was in the TV show Simon and Simon. I remember that. I think their names were like Alex or something, because that's how I remember it. Well, you would, because your name's Alex. Yeah. Simon <laughs> and Simon. <laughs> now, we know you enjoyed this movie, but why? Why? Well, why? well, this is just a fun slasher. That's why. I mean, it's like it's like it leans super heavy on the tropes of a slasher, and it definitely felt rushed, which it was. Apparently, they just wanted to get something out as quick as they possibly could, and and somehow it just kind of works. I don't know, you know. It was is also so bad it's good, so it's an S big film to me uh, in a lot of ways. Although some people probably would be like, probably like you know, slasher purists are just like, no, it's just a slasher. But I enjoyed it. And I thought it was a really fun movie, even though there's some weird problematic shit in it that it it's not very uh, comfortable with. Uh, but, you know, and it's just laughable, like ridiculous. But every person in this movie is literally a suspect. And I mean, like, even if you've seen the killer and he's six foot five, you, they're like blaming the fucking little person down the hall. You know what I mean? Like they're blaming <laughs> the children. Like, you don't know who it is. It could be a mop. Like they they turn to the mop and it's like, <laughs> but, but you do know who it is because they've made that clear in the right. Beginning. It's the only person <laughs> in the movie that isn't acting weird. <laughs> oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Whatever, it's an old movie. But there are you know the regular nude tropes of the day too, with plenty of nude scenes that drag on forever because you know she was a Playboy bunny, famed, right. famed Barbie Benton. That's probably why. Right, it's probably why she got the job. 
Right. Which, you know, it makes sense. That was kind of a popular thing for the time. And, you know, horror movie comes from the pornography area when they showed it in theaters because it was like, oh, this is exploitation and we can't show this to the regular population or they will become, you know, murdering psychopaths. <laughs> um yeah, it's just something popular for the time, but it, it is ridiculously over the top with nudity lines and stupid things and like stuff. You're just like, why don't you just leave? Right. You know, like, why don't you just get the fuck out of there? And they cover that, too. So it's not 100 percent, you know, just blindly stupid. Like mm-hmm. they cover their, their tracks a little bit uh, to make it kind of feasible in the viewer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, some. It's not necessarily my thing as far as like the all the like nudity stuff. I know there's guys out there uh, who just absolutely have to have nudity in it. And that's cool. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. It's just not my personal thing. I'm like over it. You know, like I've seen so many titty. <laughs> I, I'm desensitized. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunch of kids and adults that still love that. So, you know, kudos to you. But the kills are pretty fucking bloody. I love them. And ridiculous, too, which makes it even better. It had us rolling and laughing with, you know, same thing with our eyes were rolling because we were just like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Some, you know, and we're talking from start to finish. The first kill in the movie is a kid and his death is fucking ridiculously <laughs> so awesome. Cool. Oh, my God. I was like, how did he do it? And what the fuck? That's like a different kill. Uh, but the plot is pretty void of anything that resembles, you know, some depth. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Guy goes around killing people, you know, and and it's basically based on Valentine's Day because a, a kid gets turned down for his Valentine's and made fun of. And he must seek revenge. Yeah. And the best way he can sort it out is not go home and play video games or go to the arcade or maybe eat some cake with his mom. He decides that he's going to go on a murderous rampage because that's what six year olds do. 19 years later. It was 30 years later, wasn't it? It was 19. Was it? Yes. Oh, all right. Well, she's definitely not 26 in this. No. You know. Yeah. Actually, she's almost 30. All right. Well, it's a slasher. Let it be ridiculous a little bit. You know, that's the fun of the movie is like, you know, waiting from scene to scene to see people get dispatched by medical equipment and hospital stuff with a guy in a mask. <laughs> Mr. Covey. <laughs> Some of the uh, kills are pretty sloppy, but it all just kind of makes the movie a hell of a lot more enjoyable to me. We had a blast watching it. We were laughing, making jokes. It's it's not scary in the least either. And it instead is kind of made for fans of horror who just kind of want to see the goods and nothing else. It's, it's not the best slasher I've ever seen, but it's a damn fun one. I would say it's just slightly under the Madman movie, which I like, is one of my favorite slashers, which apparently Vinegar Syndrome has a 4K of that they just are putting out now. Oh. Um, I love Madman. I think it's awesome. Mad Marvin. Mad Marv or whatever. But uh, I would say it's slightly less. I'd probably give this one like a 6.5 or a 7 out of 10. I want to own it for sure at some point in time. I will definitely rewatch this just because it's so much fun. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think if you like just the plain simplistic horror slasher, you're going to love this if you haven't seen it. Christina. It was so much fun. I can't even believe I liked it as much as I did. Even with all the titties? Even with all the womanizing <laughs> and just the bullshit of men, right? <laughs> like, it, but I, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I liked staring contests. No, 
I liked to be reminded how it was normal to smoke in the hospital. Oh Not my God. only you could smoke in the hospital and be on the payphone at the same time. There was a lady <laughs> in a hospital bed next to her while she's smoking. <laughs> right. I was like, holy shit, it's dude. Qu- quick story. My dad, you know, was in the hospital recently and it was, you know, an older hospital and it had a balcony, which is you know hard to come by but that's because they built it in the 60s and they built the balcony so the patients could go out on the patio and to smoke. smoke right yeah that was the that thing. was their intermediate step yeah. yeah which i thought it's just hilarious to think about dude so i'm old enough it. to remember smoking in the mall the grocery store yeah. i remember ashtrays at the end of every i remember aisle. remember when did you ever fly anywhere when you were a kid oh yeah in that dude no no what's scarier is as an adult and you get on the plane and they had the, the ashtrays, kid, the still? ashtray, they still have the old seats, so the ashtrays, so you're like, well, how fucking old is this plane? I know, like, like when has when it been is- checked? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to die? <laughs> it's and- not funny, Christina. Are we going <laughs> to die? I'm sitting here laughing. Well, that's what you're thinking the whole time. You wonder why I'm, I hate fucking flying. Yeah. Like, that's because that's. Why? But anyway, yes, but like I didn't like the woman. I it was it was silly. There was this part. I'm not spoiling anything. What well, kind of? But whatever. It's old movie. It's a 15 minute scene that, where she's getting examined by a doctor. Okay, and they made it very sexual. Her as was, a woman getting examined by a doctor, and I didn't. I thought I felt it very inappropriate. I feel well. I feel like that scene really kind of pushes it into the Emmy award winning kind of. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> on the other hand i'm like well every i'm like it's okay christina everyone has seen this woman naked it's not a big (laughs) yeah she wouldn't have done it (laughs) right exactly but this is like it's like a classic slasher everybody's a suspect um all this most of the kills were pretty decent and a lot of people died so even though it was really silly there's some pretty cool deaths in it. it like even if it's not like they don't show the whole thing it's just i love that they used excess blood like that really yeah. Like, it's splashing up on his face and stuff, and I was like, yeah! And they had cool characters with, like, the three older women who were in her, um, like, ward or, I don't know, whatever, her room. Yeah. But they, they kept popping up in different places, and they were really funny. And then the creepy, ugh, like, the really creepy old guy with the fistful of ketchup that we were talking <laughs> about earlier. Like, he kept popping up, too. Dude, I kept making jokes about him throughout the whole movie because he was just like, it's like, who wrote this character, and why yeah. is he... It's He's just supposed to be one of the people that you feel like is going to be the killer. Right. Yeah, then that's why We won't say there. who it is, but, you know, it's yeah, like... That's why He's They there. just keep introducing him in all these different situations. Like, can someone lock this motherfucker in his room, please? Like... Right, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I give this movie a 7 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Uh. I enjoyed it more than last week's movies. So we got at least so. a 6.75 or a 7 yeah, from seven, both of us. Yeah, just a straight 7. Keep it simple. All Stop right. doing math. Well, I just, you know, I'm trying to balance it out because I think I gave, like, Mad Men, like, a 7.5. And I love that movie. That's a that's mm-hmm. a, that's a a fun underground slasher that I can just rewatch and rewatch all the time. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there's some interesting uh, trivia and stuff on this. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, we watched X-Ray on Tubi. Yes, we watched it on Tubi, but the, I do want to own it as well. Yeah, I really do too. Yeah. We, we didn't look it up to see what it is, but we'll, we'll find it. Maybe I think it's out of print now, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll find it. We'll figure it out. It's it's one I would love to have in my collection. Totally. We are going to go over our spoilers and some of our 
sort of discussion about the movie and some of the funny things that happened in the movie that we we want to discuss. So this one's going to be one of those, you know, let's make fun of everything kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to stick around for that. Otherwise, if you don't want anything spoiled, the movie's out on Tubi. Check it out. Come back. We'll be here for you. So here's your warning. All right. So some of the trivia on this. This is a movie that was, of course, in the UK. It got late on UK. It got out in uh, 1983 on VHS in the UK. Uh, under the title X-Ray. The same cut release was used with the VHS PAL running time of 77 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Equivalent to 80 minutes theatrical, they say. But However, in the U.S., it was released completely uncut in 1983 under the title Hospital Massacre, and it runs 89 minutes full, oh. So, which is one we got. So technically, this movie didn't come out until 83, but it was made in 81. So I guess it. Oh, whatever. You know, we get these things get confusing. Sometimes it says one thing on IMDb and it's it's another thing. So the 81 thing we're going by from IMDb. So deal with it. So this got rushed into production to capitalize on the slasher boom of the early 80s. Obviously, you know, that started in the early the late 70s and like blew up and everybody had to have a fucking holiday for something, you know. Mother's Day, fucking, you know, everything was taken. This film was shot at night in an actual abandoned hospital, too, so. Ooh, freaky. They had a lot of people working in that hospital, so they had a lot of cast. I'm sure nobody got paid. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Did you find a budget on this one, or? Oh, I did not find a budget on this. Okay, just curious. I didn't look too hard. (laughs) So, Bose Davidson was a last-minute replacement for the original director who got fired after the he failed to provide some sort of money that they had promised to put into the production of the film as as a way to get the job, you know? According to the interview with director Boaz Davidson on the Region 1 Shell Factory DVD 2, the set was uh, crowded on uh, the day that that Barbie Benton's nude scene was shot. Ah, convenient. Gee, this is not the first time I've heard this in, in, <laughs> in these movies. Like, they had to, like, kick people out. Right. Nowadays, it's like, no, nah, nobody's allowed in there. Right. Except for the cameraman. Maybe the director will even shoot, mm-hmm. you know, just whoever's comfortable with it. But, yeah, back right. then, she was like, all right, well. Let's get it all. Let's get it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And here's your close up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the trivia. There wasn't a lot oh, much. There, so- a lot of critics um, were okay with this one. They felt it was like sloppy, but they still liked it. So Hugh Hefner would play this movie during his movie nights that he would do every few months. Oh, okay. And he, it, it was a, a runner in like his movie nights. Okay. And there was an episode of, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit of a Barbie Benton fan. Okay. I don't know, she kind of dropped off the face of the earth after this movie. She actually moved to Aspen with her husband, George. and uh, she, she went to be a f- mom, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, a mom, and she's like an interior designer. And there is an episode on The Girls Next Door. You remember that reality show from the early 2000s? No. And she's, she's on that, and Hugh Hefner and the girlfriends like go to her house in Aspen. And it's pretty cool. Like, her house is fucking... Dude, she's fucking nuts. <laughs> There's all kinds of crazy it's, stuff. Yeah, she she's very artistic, and she's really into art. And she collects art and stuff, so it's really cool. But anyway, yeah, that's my, that's my trivia. Oh, cool. Well, I didn't know any of that, so thank you. <laughs> thank you for adding. Um, so 
the movie starts out with a pretty pretty good start. I'd say this is it would really kind of pushes the movie. It's a really good choice of a start of a movie. Very simplistic. Mm-hmm. Basically, two girl, a girl and a boy, their brother and sister, or her friend, isn't it? That's right. Is this girl yeah, I don't Susan? Know. They didn't make it clear. Susan, who Barbie Benton plays later on as uh, a young girl, as a young girl, it's Valentine's and she's Day. blonde, which doesn't make any sense at all because, like, I wouldn't expect her to have dark, dark, dark brown hair. Well, young girls that age who are blonde usually end up brunette. Okay. Well, that's probably why. Anyway, so it's Valentine's Day. They're playing like a train or something like that on the floor. And there's this creepy kid staring in the window named Harold. And he is like, I don't know what he's doing, but he puts a Valentine's Day card on the front door, rings the doorbell, runs around back to the window again. And she comes out. Opens the door, goes outside, looks around, doesn't find him, and then sees the, the, the Valentines. He should have included chocolate. That was his first mistake. <clears throat> what a stupid piece. Of, or money. Because you know how they, that would have been better. women love money. Or a car. <laughs> yeah, maybe some dishes. For a six-year-old. A car. <laughs> yes. some some Clean these up. Love doing, Harold. Yes. A man doing dishes is fine. <laughs> I clean these dishes for you. Love Harold. Is that going to be my Valentine's Day gift? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Sweet. I planned on doing some things around the house. I'm happy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So he leaves the note there. She goes inside, opens it up with her friend, and they both start laughing. And he sees them laughing at him in the window, and he gets really mad. And then I forget what she does. She goes somewhere because she hears a noise. She went into, like, the kitchen to cut the cake. Remember? Oh, that's right. Because, she has like a machete. Yeah, because yeah, the, they make it seem like she's going to stab her brother or something. But she's like, just, oh, I'm just going to stab his cake. And it made me really want cake. Yeah, she's like, the way she cuts it is so ridiculous. It's just them trying to make you think that she's going to kill somebody. And then she hears a noise and they bring a cake to David, who her friend was the playing with the train set in there. And she finds him with his face first on a hook. On no, the coat rack. On a coat rack. A wooden <laughs> coat rack, by the way. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to have to post a snippet of it on social media. Dude, that is so great. It I fucking, so good. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then they fast forward to 19 years later, and Susan is dropping off her kid with her ex-husband, who she hates, and she's got a new boyfriend, and she's going to figure out some sort of test results from the hospital. So her boyfriend drops her off, says, I'll be back in an hour. He's waiting outside or something. I don't know what the fuck. And she's like going to get her test results, but nobody's giving her an answer. And she doesn't understand why. And everybody's like giving her these dirty looks throughout the entire hospital. Well, she's bothering them. Even though they're supposed to be doing their jobs, but whatever, she, this bitch is bothering them. That's when she goes and takes the elevator, and there's some dude who looks dead, and he's passed out drunk while eating a hamburger with his fist full of ketchup. There you go. And it's all dripping on her shoes, and he's like, he's got like an entire bottle of ketchup in his fucking hand, basically. Like, he's happy Valentine's Day. And then she's like, yeah, get away from me. You should be more careful, you know, <laughs> or something like that, and leaves. Meanwhile, a random hand is like they shoot a a hand like with a glove on touching a picture of Susan as a young girl. And there's like voices. This is the thing I didn't understand about this movie. Whenever the killer was killing people, they have this like Damien's slash Jason sort of echoey sort of slasher thing going on. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it was like, oh, so she's off. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. But it made no sense. And it didn't, I didn't even understand a word they were saying. Right. And I don't know if chant. it was like, Harold's mad at Valentine's. Valentine's. Hallmark <laughs> kills people. Something, you know, like, I don't know what, I don't know what they were singing, but it was just like whispery like that. Well, that was the way they did freaky things back then. Yeah. Well, especially you know? freaky the, guys with freaky the, gloves on all fr- right. fingering. Oh, stop. When the Exorcist came out, or I guess it was the Omen, that's when it started. Okay. So they were just trying to, no, you know, they're be, no, that's, the movie. that's not true. I guarantee you they got it from fucking Friday the 13th, the very first movie where it's like, kill, kill. Wait, when was that movie released? 80? See, I don't agree. I think it was the but Omen. It was made in it was made in 79. I remember. Hold on. I'm looking this up now because <laughs> now I'm, this pisses me off because that's what the fucking shit's getting fucked up. Uh... May 9th, 1980 is when it came out. I'm thinking of Halloween. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's but the whispery shit is from definitely from Friday the 13th. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah. 78 is Halloween. I was getting confused. Yeah. So it definitely was trying to pull punches from the fucking Friday the 13th, though. Like, because that's what it like. It also blew it up on, you know, the holidays thing as well. Mm-hmm. So which they got their inspiration from fucking Halloween. So right. and and also stole some shit from fucking Bava. You know, and put it in their movies, in their movie, the whole stabbing through the bed thing in the Friday the 13th is directly ripped. So, but anyway, long story short, <laughs> he pulls the power on the, on something. He cuts the power on the elevator, but not before three men in gas masks tell her she's on the wrong floor. It's very awkward and very weird. They're all three staring at her in an elevator, which just speaks rapey. She, he's like, you better get out of here if you don't want to get to Laos. And I'm like, okay, calm the fuck down. Why don't you back up out of the fucking thing so the laser can shut the door or something, you know? I don't know if they had the laser kind back then or not. <clears throat> but she gets trapped for a short while screaming help. And I'm like, there's a button you can just push. And then it goes, it starts working again before she does. There's a, this other lady who just happens to get off on the eighth floor because the eighth floor is where they're de-lousing. Everybody has access to it for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, they should. Yeah. And if you're, I'm sorry, but if you're fumigating, you don't just. <laughs> you put a fucking post-it on the Can goddamn just, thing. Don't come to a floor. You don't, you can't just fumigate one floor in a building. You can't just do Hospital that. Hospital building. Oh, I got drunk hiccups. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Don't do that. Oh, no. I gotta look at my eyelids, okay? What? If you look at your eyelids. Oh, God. Your hiccups will go away. Or put a pencil on a cup or maybe I scare you. Hold your breath. What else is there? Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> great. So we'll call this the Hiccup Podcast from here on out. So that's me. Please forgive me. Good job there, drunkie. Well, I'm going to hold my breath. You go, you, you go ahead. Next scene. How do you get hiccups from fucking drinking whiskey? I don't know. It just happens. <laughs> you fucking, it just happens. You're like George Buck Flowers over here. Hey, man. Fucking back to the future. <laughs> Anyway, um, but there is another lady wandering around the in the DeLouse clouded floor, and the movie just wants you to, to keep tricking you and play off that common slasher tropes. She, like, uncovers a dummy, and then it's like, and then she opens up a fucking locker. It's, it's just full of paint. And then, and then, bam, catch a party. 
Mass man stabs her and it bunch in the chest or whatever. And then and then with the surgeon's knife repeatedly, and it's a lot of blood, which I fucking love. Splash splash, he was killing that bitch. <laughs> and this was the doctor that she was supposed to see. Splish splash in your tyranny mask. <laughs> <laughs> all about the core i'm not gonna say the word because then they'll like cancel us on spotify or something anyway <laughs> uh which in the the janitor finds her in the in the in the uh room he goes there and he like thinks it's paint on the ground but it's her blood catch up you would be able to smell blood it's it's that if she was like murdered in that room you would be able to smell it right. instantly but he opens up the fucking locker and he sees the girl hanging upside down and the killer comes in too and chases the janitor into a room. But somehow the janitor loses him within one second of him entering the room. I'm like, there's, this is a 10 by 10 room. How did you lose him? Like how happens? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe he's drinking and he gets strangled and drowned in some acid, which was, was like, Whoa, what the fuck is this? He's all breathing heavy and he starts screaming and banging on the wall. And the dude's face looks like a bunch of blueberries are pasted on his head. <laughs> Remember? Because we almost thought we were going to make a drink out of that with blueberries right. or something. Um, blueberries are expensive. Yeah. Fuck that. Plus, it would have been chunky and I probably would have puked. Yeah, it's true. You, you done over there, Buck Flowers? I'm trying. Shut up. This episode is dedicated to the fucking <laughs> genius of George Buck Flowers, thanks to Christina. <laughs> Meanwhile, Susan is walking around trying to get her test results. And literally everyone and everything is just staring at her, dude. It's the most uncomfortable movie ever. And it's like everyone. She's like, oh, hey, do you, how are you? And they're just like looking at her like, I'll murder you. It's like it gets a little ridiculous. The hospital's chock full of people who just stare and act weird to her the entire time. Mm -hmm. And she has this like random nice doc who to get an OK from another doc to look at her x-rays because she begs him enough. And he's like <gasps> kind of into her, which it looked like she swallowed about eight foot of garland Christmas tree wrap in her x-ray. <laughs> It's like, did she eat a Christmas tree? Like, Dude, no wonder they, they're telling her she shouldn't leave. How did they even see anything on those types of x-rays? Like, Did I you look understand. at the x-ray? Yes, I did. It was insane. It looked like, like Christmas garland. Like a, it really did. It really did. <laughs> you going to be able to make it to the end of this episode, I'm Christina? Trying, I'm trying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is why I don't drink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, they uh, some ladies escort her to where the previous doc who told her that he wouldn't he would help her or something like that. And then they have her. There's a scene where they have he's like, you need to get undressed over there. And she goes behind it. And there's just conveniently a lamp back there so he can check so out her this, silhouette. Uh, yeah. Silhouette of her address, <laughs> which he does not shy away from looking at all. And then proceeds to have her wear a gown and then he's like okay now take out the gown i'm like what is the point of wearing the gown yeah exactly and, and then what is the point of her even getting undressed when he's just taking her fucking blood pressure right <gasps> well the point is is that we're gonna see nudity christina that's the point <laughs> give her the program we've already seen her it's, it's <laughs> bent, like. I, I have the <laughs> issue christina yeah. said i'm a huge fan <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that went on for like way too long and we were just kind of like, oh my God. Uh, she, you know, like, it's like, 
he disrobes her, pulls her hair forward, staring at her, and then takes her blood pressure with with her breasts out, of course, because, you know, then the doc starts, you know, rubbing her feet on up and up to her thighs. Like, what the fuck is happening? And she's just, like, quiet the whole time, and they zoom in on her eyes a whole bunch. And she she got a fucking chest x-ray, okay? Like, what is going on here? And this goes on for literally, like, ten double Ds worth of time. (laughs) Horrible joke. Meanwhile, old sloppy hamburger is fucking jerking off with ketchup in the corner. Peeking through the little window. (laughs) But seriously, it's it's really just the oddest, most inappropriate use of a scene. (laughs) Ever. But there's so many, so I guess it just kind of works in creating this really odd vibe where everybody's staring at her because she's put in a hospital room to wait with a bunch of ladies who, guess what, stare at her constantly saying absolutely fucking nothing. This this young fucking bitch. Yeah, well, they later they say something. Right. They call her rancid and that she's like... This fucking whore. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're thinking. I was like, she's like, excuse me? And she leaves and runs down the hallway. They um, somehow, so this x-ray guy, this killer, is like switching out her records and then like, it, they they go down to transcribe the fucking medical stuff so that the the person who types it up can have the report or whatever, and he kills the girl with the report and then replaces it with his report, which makes it seem like she's dying of some seriously contagious disease. So she'll stay there. She'll social. What's stay, that? So she'll stay there. What did you say, Christina? So she'll stay there. <laughs> I was waiting for uh, myself to hiccup this is, again. This is but. interesting. Oh, there goes. Sorry, guys. I, I don't know what to say. I'm not going to stop. I don't know what to do. We don't have time. <laughs> anyway, so he, they're like the doctors are talking and then, and they look at it and they're like, oh, my God, it's like a death warrant. And they tell her that they need to keep her under observation for a few days. And she's like, what the fuck? No. She's like, is it serious? And he's like, it may be. And walks away, and they all give her a dirty look as they walk away. Yeah, like, the nurses, like the fucking bitch ass nurses. Yeah, like what like, the fuck kind of hospitality's in here, you dirty fucking peasant? Where she can, which is stupid. Cause she can just leave whenever the fuck she wants to. It's just she's not because you know. I don't know. That's when you get the three old bitch roommates who were talking. That's when they started talking about that shit to her. Mm-hmm. Eventually, after many weird interactions, her boyfriend comes looking for her because, like, obviously she's not out there in an hour. And she tries to escape, but they're like, you're going nowhere. And her boyfriend's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, she's very ill. Why don't you have a seat in my office and I'll fill you in later? And then he gets killed. <laughs> uh, of course. Of course. They all have to die. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, old rapey hamburgers walking around all rapey and her boyfriend is asked to go to the eighth floor because that's where you kill people, apparently. Mm-hmm. And where he sees all the angry bitches at, too, for some reason. I don't know why they're going around because they want to blame them. I don't know. I they don't want you that. to believe that that three women have transformed into one man with a mask and they're just sitting on each other's shoulders. Yeah, you like, never know. You, you know, never like know. kids like that are trying to pretend like they're an adult. These jealous <laughs> old bitches. They like wear they wear one of those like fucking old like uh detective jackets, you know? <laughs> and they have a hat and like a scarf and there's like three heads <laughs> and they're all like walking around all stupid. Like, come on. 
<laughs> oh, and he enters room 911, and that's when he sees his man silhouette, and a man whispers, Is she your mistress? Are you sleeping together? Can you touch her anywhere you like? On all her secret places. All this creepy shit. And the boyfriend goes behind the curtains like, hey, what kind of sick joke? And it's like a dead nurse behind there. And the killer's... (laughs) (laughs) Then the killer emerges from behind him from nowhere and just kills him, which is kind of great and kind of stupid, too. And then uh, you go back to her room and he comes in with a box. Oh, that's right. the, The boyfriend's head... Is in the box. In the, in the, it's not just any Valentine's box. Valentine's box. It's like a hat box, but like. Yeah, with a head in it. With yeah, head. and she opens it. <laughs> what is it? Me. Is it? Head. That was a fake hiccup. Sorry. Hey, guys. <laughs> I saw Marty flying come back from the future. <laughs> there you go with your movie quotes. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, she panics. She tries opening the doors and running into a patient's room. She hides in the doctor's lounge with the lights off. And she's like, she looks over and it's old sloppy hamburger snapping one out with his ketchup. Gross. <laughs> That's what I keep thinking. He's going to pop up jerking off or something. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> God. I, I hope. What if they're like people? What is it? Misophonia? You know, where they can't ha- handle Don't say that. It will go away. I just got to be patient. All right. Just be patient with me, guys. Welcome to the Hiccup Podcast. <laughs> so, no, but there is a nurse, and one of the docs comes in and slaps her. And then they go back to the room, and she's like, his head is in the box. And they open it, and it's just cake. <laughs> and not to mention her roommates who were in there when she screamed her back suddenly, because I kept thinking they would have woken up. I was like, why the fuck are they, when are they not awake? But they wanted to make it seem like they were a part of it. Right. Then they try to give her meds, but she fakes it and then gets up and the killer is wandering as she hides behind a curtain in the hallway. And it's like done for this dramatic effect, but I don't. It was a time killer. Yeah. I mean, that's what that was. I didn't mind its atmosphere in this movie because it was just there was just so much ridiculousness of it. Mm -hmm. But it's just so overdone. You know, that's the thing. (laughs) And Hamburger Billy pops out and asks her what she's doing in this place. And he tries to rape her. He's like, I'm, she's like, I'm trying to escape. And he's like, what's your rush? Let's have a ball. How about a little kiss for the ketchup man? (laughs) (laughs) And she gets away. It's all disgusting. And then the killer kills the creepy doc with an ax in the head, which was pretty cool because he, he kind of gurgles when he dies, which Mm -hmm. I liked. You going to puke now? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you guys this shit, but it's hard to do. Susan gets tied down and they think that she's crazy calling calling it a seizure like what like she's not having a seizure very clearly right. like what the fuck is going These are on medical here? professionals I know like- right this hospital's shit <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but there's a scene where the killer holds up a sheet in front of him as he's chasing a nurse it kind of reminded me of the scene in um, Exorcist 3 where they like held up a sheet and ran through the hallway and like killed somebody with a knife you see him walk past the thing. I don't know why. It just reminded me of that. But the other doctor gets stabbed through the neck from behind a curtain, falls slowly. That was kind of cool. The killer finds Susan strapped to a gurney and then takes her to the elevator on the eighth floor, of course. And he reveals, it's Harry. You know, Harold, the boy that hung your friend from his mouth on the fucking hook <laughs> on the coat rack. And she's like, oh, my God. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> no, she gets freaking out. And, and then the nice doctor was him all along. It's like, go figure. I knew. I called it. Like, I was like, it's got to be him. 
But she's like, what do you want? And he's like, what I've always wanted. Your heart. Ugh. Yeah, so he tries to, he's about to cut her. Cut her heart out. Yeah, but the old bitches <gasps> show up and yell, and she stabs him and runs. And then he's all, like, chasing after her while bleeding profusely, which was pretty cool. He's, like, busting indoors. She pours, like, acetone or something on his face. Which is just a really weird thing for it to happen. Yeah. Like, I was like, they clearly are going to be using this later. I was like, what did they pour on him? It was clear, and it was, like, in a paint thing. I was like, okay, it's got to be acetone. Where they, like, like clear coat or something. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. Or when you wipe off. Mm-hmm. Paint or something when you you have it on a uh, part that like you a don't stripper, want a paint stripper. I don't know about <gasps> strippers. Oh my! You know what she I mean? She didn't have any dollar bills, Christina. Oh my god! Anyway, I want to die. She pours acetone <laughs> on his face at one point, climbs to the roof up the stairs, and tries the rope uh, to tie the door, but he like cuts it, and she bashes him with a pipe, and he wakes up and tries to stab her. And she accidentally drops her lighter and it lights him setting up a blaze because of the acetone or whatever. And he goes running off the building in fire, on fire and just fucking and jumps dies. jumps off the building, yeah. And then her husband's there, like, or was it? The ex-husband. Oh, the ex-husband with her daughter was yeah, there. Yeah, because the boyfriend's dead now. And now they're a big happy family. Right. She's like, I've always missed you. He was nothing. <laughs> It's just a quick ending, but it was, I don't know. I liked it. I, I liked think it's it funny. too. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Dude, there were so many funny parts in that movie. Like, I just kept laughing the whole time about that fucking ketchup guy, dude. Like, <laughs> that's such a bad excuse for fucking, you know, like, oh, that's what's stripping on her foot? Is this, it like, literally was comical yeah, amounts were, of ketchup. they were ketchup. trying to make him seem like he was dead. Yeah. Nobody puts that was enough for like twenty hamburgers on his hand. I don't even know how a lot of ketchup packets. They must have had to reshoot that a million times just to get it right. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, I I highly recommend if you haven't seen it and you listened thus far, check it out. We do have another movie that we watched, and that is Warm Bodies from twenty thirteen. After a highly unusual zombie saves a still living girl from an attack, the two form a relationship. That sets in motion events that might transform the entire porn industry. (laughs) (laughs) No, the entire lifeless world. Uh, (laughs) She just takes it off and uses it. (laughs) They have Night of the Living Dead porn. I know. You don't have to remind people, okay? Okay. Anyway, the tagline for this one is called Cold Body. Warm dick. No, it's not. Warm heart. Warm heart. (laughs) Writer in screenplay and director Jonathan Levine did this one. He was responsible for the movie All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, I think, which is one of those ones. Remember they had those like um, across the country festivals where they had the like midnight movies and they had like a collection of eight films to die for or something like that. I think it was that was part of one of them. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I could be could be wrong. Uh, he also was uh, does a lot of comedies, like Fifty Fifty, which is that cancer comedy, which is really hilarious. Uh, no, <laughs> it's the, it's the one with uh, I think Seth Rogen and and who's that kid who was in Inception and LaBeouf. No, anyway, they shave his head and stuff, and he has like it's fifty fifty chance of living. Anyway, but he's also directed in uh, the long shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, The Night Before Christmas, which also has the guy from 5050 and uh, uh, 
uh, Seth Rogen in it. And he also did the movie Snatched with Amy, whatever her name is, the comedic girl. The original novel was written by Isaac Marion based on the novel, his first novel to film adaptation, by the way. He wrote novels like The Burning World, The New Hunger, and The Living. The cast of this movie is Nicholas Holt, who plays R, the zombie boy. He played Nux, the young guy that ends up helping Mad Max in the 2015 release. He was the Beast in X-Men. The weather. He was in the movie The Weatherman. Played Tony in Skins, the TV show. He was also in Tolkien and a new one come and a new one coming out called Alpha Gang. He's like a good actor. Yeah, especially in that Mad Max. He was very animated in that. Yeah. Um, but I think they sped up the film a little bit in certain parts in oh, Mad Max. Well, yeah, obviously. To kind of make it seem more like yeah, action. they do that in action movies too. Yeah, it's like a just a, a trick so that right. kind of, you can kind of make it seem more actiony. Action back. But they have Teresa Palmer in this movie. She plays Julie. She was in Lights Out. That's always how I recognize her. She was also in I'm Number Four, Hacksaw Ridge, A Discovery of Witches, which Christina can't get enough of. Oh, my fucking God, dude. That fucking show. First season, great. Second season was fucking shit. And I can't stop fucking watching it because (laughs) I just need to know. It's on Shudder, guys. I need to know what's going to happen to this goddamn vampire baby twins. Dude, it is like so. It is so like, uh, what was that blood show? True Blood? True Blood. No, it is not. Isn't it cheesy? It is not like True Blood. It is fucking. True Blood was really good. Okay. It got bad, but no, this one's different. This is like Twilight. Okay, I'm hurrying. This is like, this is, I I can't even, I can't, I can't. Twilight is pretty fucking cheesy, Christina. You've seen one Twilight. I've seen more than one and I don't need to see anymore. This one's a little. Oh, does it get real professional by the end? Does he sparkle? (laughs) Do they dangle what's his name from the fucking ceiling and shine lights at him? Oh my God. Like (laughs) almost. I'm a fucking disco ball. (laughs) Almost. Anyway, moving on. She was also in movies other than Discovery of Witches TV show, like Berlin Syndrome, The Point Break remake, Take Me Home Tonight, which I love that comedy. I don't know oh, why. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Grudge 2. And her big start was Wolf Creek. Oh, really? The Australian film. Right, because she's Australian. Correct, Amanda. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. We also have John Malkovich. He plays Grigio, who's the sergeant, the main guy in charge of the military. I'll be honest, he was just kind of dialed in on this one. Yeah. Didn't really feel like a big, big thing, but you know who John Malkovich is. He was in Red, Dangerous Liaison, <laughs> Shattered. Being John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, In the Line of Fire, Ava, Bird Box, and a bunch more. We also have Leo Tipton who plays Nora. She was in Lucy, Limitless, the TV show, All Nighter, the Edge of Sleep TV series that's coming out. There's another movie called The Long Home coming out. My Twin is Dead that's also coming out. So she's blowing up right now. She's got like four in-production projects. Uh, We also have Rob Corddry, who plays M in the movie. I didn't know that. I think they say his name once, and they whisper it because that's how the zombies talk to each other. It's kind of hard to hear. okay. But he is the comedic funny guy from Hot Tub Time Machine, Children's Hospital, Seeking a Friend at the End of the World, Office Christmas Party. He was also a new correspondent on The Daily Show, a news correspondent. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We also have Dave Franco, who is Perry. He was in Neighbors, Nerve, The Disaster Artist, 21 Jump Street, Now You See Me, Superbad, Six Underground, and obviously he's James Franco's brother. 
This movie was made on a $35 million budget, and it made about 117 at the box office. Million. Sorry. Christina, what did you think of this movie? So when I first saw this movie, which I think we saw when it first came out or around then, okay. and I fucking hated this movie. Fucking hated this movie. And then I remember just hating it so much. So I, so watching it now, I was like, okay, I'm going to go in this with, you know, open, you know, be a little bit more open because, you know, that's what you do. You know, that's, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. Hopefully they'll be listening. Okay. It's too mushy, okay? It, okay, I understand that I understand why people like this movie. It's different, like it's a zombie movie. You're doing it from the interpretation of like like we've the we've drained the hit. we've done too many zombie movies. We gotta do something different yeah, kind of thing. And yeah. then this is different, it is different, but it's just too mushy. It's too much of a love story, which doesn't make any fucking sense. It's should have been more of a comedy. Yeah, it really should have been Way Especially with all comedy. the people that were in it, like what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know why they they hit the miss, but I just I just found it irritating the narration in this in this fucking movie, especially and it uh. shouldn't ir- it shouldn't irritate me because like that's the whole point of the movie is the zombies like narrating what he's thinking and what he's doing and the day by day and blah blah blah. But I don't know, it just fucking irritated me. I didn't like it. I don't like love stories like this. Yeah, she's really bad. I, I, I'm more accepting of it than she is. I like believe it or not. love stories like Natural Born Killers. I, so that's a great love story. Oh, okay? come on. But, you know, like every like big, big, big movie has like a sort of a, you know, like one of the mainstream entertainment movies always have like a line of, but, of some sort of love. But did you like them as a couple? Because I did not like them as a couple. I mean, I don't know. Like, they were all right. I, I didn't. It was no Betty in June. No, she's a nosy bitch. Okay, she he doesn't blink like at all. Oh, I got know? trivia on that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that wasn't funny. his fault. He couldn't. Really? Yeah, because well, they're they're think, full scalerals. You would, and these were back in the time when scalerals, I guess, like were the full like thick. just getting perfected. They weren't a hundred percent yet. I thought it was on purpose because he's a zombie, and technically zombies don't need to blink. No, he had to wear scalerals. Oh my god, how funny is that? Yeah. Now the soundtrack on this movie. Like it's good for 2013. You don't right. get like post, soundtracks like post this. emo. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like that typical. It reminded me of um, Zombieland or like. What did I call it? I said this is like the emo movie for or what is it? The zombie movie for emos. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it totally is fucking bullshit, dude. I, I don't think it's as strong a one though. That's the thing, you know. Like I'm sure there could someone could come by and do it better. But. Yeah, it's somebody. But that was I'm, I was trying to think of things I liked about the movie, you know, because I didn't want to be completely negative. Right. But that's why I'm giving it a three out of ten. I really don't want to watch this movie again. I don't care for it. It's good for the Valentine's Day on the other end of the spectrum. I understand why people like it. I get it. But fuck this movie. I hate it. It is not a movie that I will turn to very often at all. You know, it's just one I'll think about because it was different. This is a movie that was a definitely more of a love story about change in in yourselves. It's supposed to be. Alex is going to get deep. Well, how about you (laughs) let me speak and maybe I'll try. (laughs) Fuck you. All right. But it really is supposed to be a comedy or horror. It's not really either of those two. (laughs) It's more just the love story with a zombie dressing. It is, however, kind of a unique look into the zombie genre that sort of, you know, bends its, 
I don't know. It changes things up quite a bit, you know, so it's interesting to kind of peer into what a zombie would be thinking. So, you know, I admire it for that. You know, like there's some things that they talk about. It's interesting the kind of lore that they built around these zombies and how they go about their regular day-to-day business and that they don't really understand who they are, where they came from, what they were about, why they died or anything. They don't really know anything. It's interesting. Like they have some lore where if they eat parts of the body, it does one thing. And if they eat the brain, it does another thing i don't want to spoil it um which i think is interesting stuff like that's some thought stuff that you think about when you're a good writer and you want to put some elements in the movie that actually you know it seems like you give a fuck so i admire it and there is some things there it did do some different things for the zombie genre was it the biggest no but it still did something different if you cannot tolerate a love subplot even just the slightest, then I wouldn't even attempt to come watch Don't this. Attempt it. You are not going to enjoy this movie in the least. This is the the main part of the story, you know, about a zombie that falls in love with a human girl, and because of that, the love it changes him to be not one hundred percent zombie. Essentially, his heart. Sorry, right. He can talk collect records and even describe what it's like to be a zombie. It's kind of got like this Romeo and Juliet sort of theme, obviously tucked into it, you know, with the straight up sort of love story where, you know, the guy always like does something like one of them doesn't realize how much they like each other. And then they do something stupid and they split up and they get in the movie. They kind of do that here. It's like very tropey there. Um, The zombies actually look fairly legit. Like um, they, they, seem to do a pretty decent job there's another version of zombie in this movie that's kind of interesting but terrible cgi uh obviously there is a parallel working behind the film that you could make with society obviously and you could compare it to politics you could compare it to just people who've changed and you don't understand one another and it's all kind of a mushy mashy sort of love story about how you should understand one another kind of basic zombie movie protocol. It's definitely going to lean heavily on this kind of like belief though. You know what I mean? Like, and this is also a PG 13 film, which I think it has a lot more to it than I expected from a PG 13 film. So I didn't feel like it just like completely ripped me off, you know, like I didn't hate it, but I just wasn't like overly impressed with it. But it also, you know, the love thing really overloads the movie and probably intentionally, but, that's not for me, you know, 100%. That's not my cup of tea, so to speak. Is it effective at reaching its goals? Of course, it, it does a great job. So if you like love stories, you'll probably like this. You might even find it charming and, and think it's different and unique and fun. And that's fine. For me, I just didn't really like it. I would have rather had them bury the, the love stuff a little bit more with some comedic jokes. There are jokes in it, but they are very few and far between. They're very subtle mostly like body language jokes. And even those, there was like a couple of times we laughed. Like it was like a ha. Yeah. Like her best friend meets him and she's, he's like, Hey, and she's like, sup. And we laughed. Like we thought it was funny. Right. But it wasn't like, ha 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 ha. Funny. I wasn't slapping my knee. Dude, you got Rob Corddry in this motherfucker and he doesn't even really make any that many jokes in it. Right. Even fucking John Malkovich is capable of delivering some funny shit in it. And he even like feels very disingenuous as a father, doesn't he? Yeah. Like it doesn't really, nobody feels like connected in the ways that they do as well as you would think, except for the zombie buddy and him, like Rob Corddry and 
the main guy. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two that they were kind of good together in their scene or whatever. And that was the only thing I really cared about. I like Rob Corddry. So of course I'm rooting for his character and everything like that. But it just was a, it just feels like everybody in this movie is kind of underutilized except for the main guy who I have to applaud for doing a good job. He did a good job. He really did. He, he is doing what he was supposed to do for this movie. Right. He did it. Well, Mm -hmm. this is how it was written. This is how it was directed. He did everything. Everybody did their job basically how it was supposed he, to. He looked great too as a zombie. Sure. He looked great. Hundred percent. Like he I didn't mention that. All the subtleties of all this stuff was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um it's just not for me. Right. You know? Especially seeing John Malkovich, you think, oh wow. And then Rob Cordry, who was at the height of his fucking career, pretty much with comedy and stuff like that, like around this time or something. It was kind of around that time. Wasn't this a really independent movie though? Kind of, I guess. I mean, it has money because you. Oh yeah. You, this is a thirty-five million dollar movie. That's, yeah, hefty. I don't know. Maybe I've just become slightly jaded. I feel like I kind of got tricked somewhat into thinking this is a, like a fun comedy because you get excited and then disappointed. <laughs> you know, it's got some charming zombie-filled moments with a few genuine giggles, but it, you know, it even follows all the tropes and everything just fine. It's like all these people you want to see in the comedy heavily in, but doesn't deliver on. But it does deliver on some sap, which is what the director and the writer wanted and maybe what the book was about. Maybe the book's better. I don't know. It's just not overly something I'd watch frequently. I'd probably give this a 5.5 out of 10. Like, I know that it's high. I think it's better than average. I don't think it's you you base it on my old thing where fives is I'll maybe watch it again. Um, you don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore because that's too. Because there's movies that I've watched that I still still think are good that deserve credit, but I don't yeah. want to watch them again. So that's why I've kind of abandoned that. You know, I'm still learning and growing and watching movies I haven't seen before too. So it's just opinion and things change too. I'll watch a movie later and it hits me differently than it did the first time I saw it. It could be 20 years later and all of a sudden I get it. You know. But this is not one of them. I just, I think five out of five, 5.5 and maybe low for some people. But for me, it's just not, you know, it's cute. I rem- it's not, there's not that much that happens in it that is like crazy memorable. The, the relationship between the two is not that strong. It's just an interesting kind of concept for a movie that for me just didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you gave it a three. I gave it a 5.5. So that is a garbage (laughs) 4.25 out of 10 for both of us. So, hey, we balance balance each other out. That's the way it is. You go low, I go higher. That's the way it is. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't think it's that bad. It's tolerable to watch. It's just I didn't think so. It's just average kind of feeling garbage with a unique concept. You know what I mean? Uh, we do have some trivia on it though, and uh, it's not very much, but I'll explain more about the eyes thing and everything like that. If you don't want anything spoiled and you haven't seen this movie, you can watch it on HBO Max, has it? Oh, yeah, HBO Max. And we had a DVD of it, right? So we got it from the Dollar Tree, <laughs> yeah, we did get it from the Dollar Tree. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So in preparation for the roles as zombies, the cast and the extras, they had to go to zombie camp like a lot of movies do, if they can afford it. Mm -hmm. It's expensive. Where they learned how to move and react as walking corpses, the actors portraying the zombies in this film chose not to blink. It was particularly uncomfortable for the main guy, Nicholas Holt, Mm -hmm. who did a few long scenes without blinking. Later in the film, when the zombies become more human, the zombies start blinking. 
Oh, because they took the contacts out. Right, which is, that's some pretty cool dedication as far as actors go. Right. I can appreciate that. And I, yeah, like, I noticed, so. Teresa Palmer actually mentioned on the DVD commentary that one of the movies she does during the zombie fight with the Weed Whacker mm-hmm. is an homage to one of her previous roles that she did in uh, uh, number six in I Am Number Four. Oh. Which I watched. I remember seeing it. I wasn't, it was kind of a lovey-dovey one, too. Ah. Uh. Yeah. She likes to do those. She likes hey. to act in that shit. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Some of those movies do well, you know. I don't know. The character Nora was actually originally described as having brown skin and being half Ethiopian in the book. But they instead decided to go with a Caucasian actress. So, But somebody might come along and remake it and do it the right way, and it'll be a movie that she we like. It the right way. You know, maybe it'll be a movie we like. Well, I'll, I'll try it out then. <laughs> Uh, R, the character R, the main zombie guy, boy, whatever, thinks uh, back to what life was like before the plague when everyone could express themselves in that beginning scene where he's kind of talking and he's walking through the airport and just, he's like, and just enjoy each other's company. And in that scene where everybody is looking at their phones. Oh, yeah, that's right. So rather than actually talking to them around each other. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a joke. Right. on society <laughs> so i mean that's huh. cool they you know they right there's thoughtful stuff in this this is a better than average movie it's just not a movie for us right that's why i say yeah no i agree with you okay. it's just not a movie for us i don't want to shit on it like no, no no like no it's fine like if you like this movie that's fine i get it there are like, people that do like it i don't mind that's at cool all. good for you wow christina you calm might- down <laughs> You like Days of Her Life? <laughs> she should get a drink in her. Put a nickel in her. Well, I don't know. <laughs> hey, my fucking hiccups went away. Did you notice? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> anyway, the film uh, changes the ending to the book significantly. So while Julie eventually is biting R when he kisses her. Oh. This results in both of them becoming infected with and becoming something new. <gasps> did she get pregnant? R does functionally resurrect, but he and Julie's eyes become gold, indicating that they are now the opposite of zombies. And this is preceded by the book's ruminations on the nature of humanity's darkest impulses and evolving, which the film largely skips over. I would have rather have seen that. Julie's father, the colonel or sergeant, whatever, dies in the book as well. As he should. Right. So. Dude, That's what I'm saying. Like, if you were fuck? maybe if you were to do the uh, remake of this and do it how the book was supposed to do it, do it with some really fantastic actors. You could still do the love thing and talk about the humanity aspect more, and not make it such a like a a jokey, silly thing. You know what I mean? Why the fuck do humans always have to win? Like, I don't get that. The humans didn't win. The zombies won too. Well, in oh. the original ending, but in this ending, the we're in spoiler section, right? The zombies turn back into fucking humans. That's sort of. They're like mid-human. Like, why the fuck do humans always have to fucking win? But humans are still the superior. Because everybody likes a fucking wrapped up story. And if it's a love story, yeah, they're going to fucking do that. But I honestly, I, like I said, I really feel like the root of this is more than just the love story they made for the film. And it turns out that that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, This right. is more about a story about humanity and forgiving well, yeah, each other and our differences than it is about a fucking love story. That's what all zombie movies is about. I don't Everything even... zombie is, is the humanitarian aspect of it. Like, everything. Right. 
I don't know. But I still think all the, the humans need to die. Okay. We need to evolve. Well, half of us did just about. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we can talk about the movie now and like kind of uh, some of the things. I really, like one of the things I really liked about the movie, by the way, is when he was eating the brains and how like he was like, zombies don't dream, but this is kind of our way of like, like we gain the knowledge of the people that we eat eat your brains and gain your knowledge <laughs> all right and uh see movie quotes i could do it too yeah well <laughs> one movie <laughs> um but yeah no like i thought that was really cool and like the moments that he was eating the brains is when she always disappeared all the time do you notice right so whenever he was like in self-indulging he had to get that high she would disappear well it, i think he just wanted to know more about her so that's why he was like eating his brain. Yeah. This is a boyfriend's brains. I didn't like the fucking skeleton fucking zombies. They look terrible. They all look the same. Horrible. It was horrible. Why do they suddenly get taller? Why wasn't there shorter ones too? It's like they all use the same size ones too. They should have right. made. It was the same CGI for all of them. Right. Like, I mean, I understand they probably cost money, but $35 million. Uh, you could have made In 2013, I think you could have done a little better. You could have mixed the practice. Like shadowing was decent on them. Yeah. But you could tell that there was CGI. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It just, I, I thought it was interesting, the lore that they put in this movie. Like, and, and that's probably because of the book, like how he describes his, in his book and stuff, which is probably why the book did well is right. because it was doing stuff like that. And he had never seen anything like that or, you know, right. kind of, when you twist things a little bit, like they did with the movie or the book Wicked. You know, it kind of makes takes a tale that you're used to hearing and making something different. Right. So I had to admire and I'd, I'd be curious to read the book. But right. I got a lot of books to read. OK, I know I got a lot of books I haven't read. So, yeah, that's right. That we got it sitting right there on our shelf. Yeah, they're all Stephen <laughs> King books. Not all of them. That's not true. We got a lot of Lovecraft. We got a lot of fucking Clyde Barker. We got a lot of all kinds of stuff. Right. Anyway. Anyway. What See, is a scene that this, you did like in the this movie? This movie Christina? was so upsetting. We need to talk about other things. No, what other what other scenes in the movie did you like? Well, like you said, the weed whacker scene, which was kind of like towards the end, where she was surrounded and she was she was taking the weed whacker to these fucking things. There was a scene with John Malkovich where he almost he almost goes like Nick Cage crazy. Oh, he has his moments in Red, in the movie Red and Red 2 or whatever. Well, in this movie, he almost did, but it's like they they cut it back. How do you... Like, I'm trying to talk like him. (laughs) Do you have a fucking clue? (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it really well, but I I know I can picture it in my mind when he gets angry. Like, when he gets angry and being John Malkovich. Right. Yes, exactly. He almost gets there with You're us. in my fucking head. head. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Not much. I was just annoyed. And I was really trying. I was. I was trying. It's cool. Like, I, 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 that's the interesting thing for me was just the lore. I mean, it's really hard. There is a couple of moments in the movie where, he, like you said, he was about to shoot the kid in the head. Yeah. He's like, let me speak. Him, and then he, and then he goes, <laughs> "Sir, li- listen." <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing. Because <laughs> that's how you have to understand his dialogue in the movie for like literally like eight, eight percent, eighty percent of the movie. Right, and most of the movie was him. They were just explaining things. Like they were just explaining. It was just narration. Like 
Yeah. And it, I th- do you think if this movie would have came out later, it would have done better because this was like probably within that. Are you saying post now? Yeah. Well, because this this came out during like the downslope of all that zombie stuff coming out because it's 2013. I don't know. They always, it always kind of lingers for a little while, you know? Right, right. And this was like... everybody has to, whoever's a director, if they like horror, somewhere in the back of their mind, they always remember like Dawn of the Dead right. or, you know... And you need to try Peter to- Jackson. Like, everybody wants to do a fucking zombie film because right. they want to do it their way. But there are, like, there was good zombie movies that came out. Sure, Fido, but I... Like, I don't, Fido is really good. I, I can't I really... I haven't really sat down to go and over all the, like, zombie movies because we get so many movies now. Right. It's so hard to track. Like, right. back in the day, is a lot easier because, right. you know, we really didn't know. I mean, there was a boom of zombies in the 80s. That's for sure. But they've always the kind 90s, of trickled in. No, no. It was like, like, that Dawn of the Dead remake came out. No, and they had. Shaun they the said Dead stuff in nineties. And then my fucking, boyfriend's back. Yeah, the well, Idle Hands. Yeah, um, but or it was Idle Hands two thousand. I it, can't remember. It wasn't like a a boom because then the Walking Dead came out, and then it was just like, and then all these independent. Well, because we had Dawn of the Dead out. that came out. Yeah, I just the said remake. that. Yeah, I said the remake came out, and then Shaun of the Dead came out. Right. And then it was just like a whole slew, and then especially like like independent zombie movies like a whole slew of them came out you just out. want to talk about anything but this movie yes i do interesting interesting we were laughing a few times i mean i, I don't know yeah what parts did we laugh at i don't remember <laughs> it's just not for me i mean it's not for me either That's you wrote you wrote all this stuff down so why don't you fucking share some of yeah, it i wrote down like plot points but nothing i really like like okay okay so when he okay so he came so she took off on him because which you know, time she was pissed because uh, oh because he, he told her that he ate he, her he be- ate her the boyfriend boyfriend he ate yeah. the boyfriend and he finally fell asleep and had a dream and then she was gone when he woke up right he so finally she, is starting to become human and she's gone yeah so she took off she went back to her daddy you know because this is what these type of women do and then uh he goes and he looks for her and he makes it he eats the brains and then Real, the, well, the he uses boyfriend's her boyfriend's brains, brains yeah, to remember to, to remember how to get into the place and it gets into the place and then you know so you know they they make up oh so, oh I'm so sorry I missed they do you make so up much. on him you mean oh yeah but anyway yeah so they want to bring him to the dad to be like hey look they're changing oh they're changing so yeah they put makeup on him yeah to make him look less pale. I mean, ultimately, I think they would have just shot him in the head a million times over. Yeah. Before the movie ended. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Dad, he's bleeding. Wait, zombies don't bleed. Zombies don't bleed. And then, oh, light bulb in the head. And then, you know, then there's this epic battle scene between ponies. I'll be honest. Like, after everything that we've been through with all this crap that we've had to deal with over the past two years, I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want them to cancel the podcast, like take it down or something like that. After everything we've been over the two years, I've pretty much lost faith in humanity. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that anybody, there would never be this like awakening where people like decide that they want to be good to each other. 
I just don't feel it. I don't see it anymore. And maybe I'm just a no. Well, you know, that, I try to hope for the best in individuals, but I just, as a whole, I really feel like people just don't care. That's why I was saying earlier, why do the humans always have to fucking win? Like, the, it's it's stupid and pointless because we're not going to win. Yeah, I guess you're right. Eventually, we will collapse. It always collapses. No, we've been compared to viruses. Or and, the sun will consume us, okay? Well, eventually, that's what we're supposed to go by anyway. It even says it in the Bible it that does, we will be yeah. consumed by fire. Because the Bible knows all. Because it was first, it was supposed to be water, you know, like that's where right. they reset, hit the reset button. Oh, wait, wait, no, that that's not it. It's Where you had all fire. the animals and all the viruses and everything on Earth. <laughs> and uh, it was a spaceship, basically. That's mm-hmm. what they theorized. Uh, and then, yeah. Goddamn aliens. I always wondered where the fire thing would come from. And then as I got older, them talking about sun uh, flares. Sun flares, yeah. And how the, I forget what they call the the ones that go through the planet. There's like a certain type of, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? You know the earth moves like a half an inch every year closer to the sun? I think that's what they Away said. Away from the sun. Oh, I thought it was closer to the sun. I thought uh, it was the sun. From what I've understood, pole? they talk about the Big Bang. And they talk about how everything's moving in perpetual distance from each other. Oh, okay. Because it's going outwards. Oh, I thought we were supposed to be going inwards. I thought the sun was. No, I mean, if the sun is getting more gravitational pull, we would go towards the sun. But yeah. Well, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. No, they. Cool. You're probably getting that under the fact or the thought about how Mars might have been populated at some point in time. No, that's not what I get. It well, they all. talk about how it had like water on it and stuff like that. Oh, it, like how it, yeah, okay. it got hot. It so maybe there's something about that. Always die. We're everyone's gonna die, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we're gonna Happy Valentine's Day. We'll screw this one up, and then someone will jettison to the next planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just it's it's hard to see apocalyptic movies now and like hope that people will come together uh, because so many people are just so fucking selfish, I think. And it's like a real thing you got to think about now. Yep. It's crazy. You gotta take care of yourself. So, Try but, to. you know, we got Your that. Neighbors. What is that? That movie, The Moon. Community. What was it called? Moonfall. Moonfall. I can't wait to see that. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. It's only in theaters, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing that yet. Sorry, I don't know. Maybe you guys can point some stuff out to us that maybe might make us see the movie in a better light. You know, I'm not against it if you enjoy it by any means. Like, I, if you enjoy something, that's awesome. Like, hopefully I can find movies that you will enjoy that might be like it, you know, that I might be able to find later on. But either way, guys, I hope that you had a wonderful Valentine's Day today or will have one or whatever it is. And if you don't enjoy it, I just hope that you have a great day. Yeah, just have a good day. Yeah. Until next week when we watch. Yes, we already picked out our movies that we're going to watch next week. Reeker Peeker. What's it called? Well, I, so there is a movie that I watched back in the day that I, I think I downloaded or something like that back, way back. Oh, Napster. <laughs> something like that, yeah. <laughs> not, not movies. There is a movie called Reeker that came out in 2005. That is kind of like a slashery film, you know? It's about a guy who kills people with his smell. Like his farts? I mean, it's not It's not his ass. It's just he literally kills and melts people with his smell. Does he not shower? <laughs> I don't know. What's going on? But it sounds like a joke movie when I say it when you make it out like that. It's not. It's done in a very serious way. And some of the kills in it, I remember, were pretty fucking cool. 
Oh, okay. So, like, they have half-melted people. Like, people get fucking turned into, like, mustard. You know, like, whatever. But there's, like, you know, we I was watching Trailer Park of Terror last the other night. And yeah, it reminded after- me of the Reeker. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should watch Reeker. And the sequel to Reeker, which came out a few years later in 2008 called No Man's Land, The Rise of the Reeker, which I have never seen. Oh, okay. So I thought, hey, this might be kind of fun to watch and uh, do. This is like, you know, the 2000s kind of doing its thing, doing weird shit because it didn't know really what to what do. To do? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think I thought the I remember the first one not being so bad. Like it wasn't like a, you know, nine out of 10 experience, but it had something unique to offer. And it surprised me. Mm-hmm. Like even the first kill in the movie is like instantaneous. And it's like, you see this like gassy thing kind of like going around mm-hmm. and it just melts these people. And it's like, Oh shit. Like, so I wonder, I've heard that the sequel is actually pretty good. So um, now here's the thing, guys, the Reeker, the first one, you might want to look on YouTube for it. Type in, you know, the Reeker or just, no, not the just R-E-E-K-E-R. And then 2005, maybe somebody uploaded the full movie because I couldn't even find it to rent it. Oh, no. We actually had to buy, we had the, to buy it. Yeah, we got the unrated widescreen edition on DVD. For the first one, and for No Man's Land, The Rise of the Reeker from 2008, it's the unrated version on DVD. Congratulations. So we're watching those and uh, going to see what they're like. Is this kind of like along the lines of the movies of like, you, you remember Monster Man that came out? Okay, that was an underground movie that was actually kind of fun. It was like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre ripoff or a wrong turn ripoff, but like with like a comedy thing going on. And it's it's pretty cool. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how these go. I hope you guys will check them out with us, and we will be back next week with a brand new episode. And as always, Bomblet the Void. <laughs> <laughs>